welcome to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. Going to be quite a short one this week, actually, looking at the passage. It's book four, passage five. Here is the passage. Death, just like birth, is a mystery of nature. First a combination, then a disillusion of the same elements. Certainly no cause for shame because nothing out of the order for an intelligent being or contrary to the principle of his constitution. Remember what we finished with um, in the last episode with passage four. So, and the last line there, so the mind also has its source. So obviously we can explain this a lot better by science now, how the body does come into being how certain elements form. You know, obviously in Marcus's time, they did not have an understanding of molecules, of um, DNA, of genetics, and that kind of thing. So they didn't, couldn't really explain where the body came from and the you know exact scientific principles that we can understand a lot better today. But ultimately, everything in the universe comes from that same creation, from those same elements, okay? We are just collections of atoms in a certain way collections of atoms that form molecules that form certain types of proteins that became dna now if everything is in accordance with nature and if you go back over all the previous episodes touched on concepts of death before then there should be nothing to fear right remember those worst things have always sort of given you like great things they've always served uh, things of nature, the horrific things of nature tend to sort of serve nature in the, in the long run. Great negatives outweighed or equaled by parallel positives. And I think that Mark, what Marcus is doing here is not, there's you know, a recurring theme where he does touch on death quite a bit. Talking to himself into why fear and death. And, you know, at this point in his life, he probably was thinking not just of himself of his own death, but ultimately what would he be leaving behind? And I think that's like one of the key points here is if death is effectively the losing of the present moment. Okay, we can obviously talk about the science of the body, how it go back, goes back to nature and everything. But when it comes to the mind, if we're fearing death, then what we actually lose by dying is we lose not fearing death because we lose that present moment. You can only think one thought at once, okay? So whatever you're thinking in that moment is, is where your mind is occupied. We lose that when we die. And I think that's the thing to kind of consider with this one. Think of the shortness of life. Every moment we're considering a thought. Every moment we can have thoughts that produce actions. What would you be happy with sitting on your deathbed having accomplished? I know I wouldn't be happy right now because I feel I have a hell of a lot more to do. But I want to be on my deathbed thinking, I live by virtue. I didn't actually fear death if like I felt that my death would have been right for the greater good, for nature. Perhaps Marcus there is thinking about, um, is his son ready to take on that mantle? Has he done everything that he could do with regards to the empire to put it in place and the training of his own son to be able to continue? 
even if not, if his death does come by nature. Then nature is dictating that that death is still for the greater good because everything happens in accordance with the greater good. So therefore, why would we fear death? Maybe that death is needed to serve those around us, to encourage them to take up more independent roles. And that's how nature works. It brings across everything for the greater good. And then if we go back to the previous passage and sharing the mind, sharing the constitution, sharing the ability to reason, do we really lose anything? Because that consciousness is still there through others. Those thoughts can be recycled, built on even further. A bit like we do with uh, progress, technology, science. But what's key is to play your part while you're alive. You know, what, what would you... If you weren't going to be here tomorrow, what would you be doing that's different today? And if you think about that in the context then of self-pleasures as well, it doesn't mean going out and getting an adrenaline buzz from all these things that you want to cross off a bucket list. It means what are you leaving behind? You know, for, for me, that's like I want to leave a hell of a lot of work behind that helps people be happier, helps them live happier lives, not just for now, but for concepts that will help progress humanity in the future when it comes to that. If I do that, and I know my death was in accordance with nature, and therefore serves nature or serves a greater good, then I know I can die happy. But the worst thing for me would be to sit there on my deathbed and think, I could have done more. I could have done more. And for you, that may be for your children. What are you leaving them behind? Because we, we do only get that one life, and then we return to nature, come back as something else. If indeed we come back as anything living at all. Have a think about it. If you're going to die tomorrow, what would you be doing differently today? And that goes back to that sort of writing those six six daily tasks, how powerful that can be. Because it means that every day we're working to accomplish something. Guys, thank you very much. I'll see you next time. <laughs>